Welcome back to the Lighting the Way podcast. I'm your host, Emily Parr, and I'm here to heal, empower, and guide the divine within you. I am so excited to present today's episode, which is all about human design. If you are not familiar with this, this episode is going to help you unlock your soul superpowers. It's going to help you realize a lot of your energy so that you can reach your fullest potential. And I'm sitting down with an incredible expert who has helped me so much. She doesn't even know how much he's helped me so far with my life in business just by sharing knowledge about human design. And I want to share her with all of you. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast and introduce Megan Sutton. All right. Welcome, Megan, to the Lighting the Way podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to get into all things human design with you. So tell me a little bit about your background before we get into that, because the way that I found you was through a program that I was in. And I was I was finding that the program was very one size fits all. It was personal development for a very specific type of person and coming across your platform gave me a lot more insight into what human design can do for me and previously previously leading up to it I had no idea how important it was when it came to manifestation I had people asking me about human design and I kind of wrote it off. I was like, I think this is a little bit limiting. I don't, I don't really know that much about it. I'll have to get back to you. So this is the moment now yeah. where we're going to unpack all of it. So we'll unpack some of the misconceptions and what it can do for us and how you kind of came, came to be with your business with it. Yeah, of course. So I started my business from a very, very similar place as you. I was in, you know, a similar situation where it was a very like one size fits all type of way to build your business, to grow on the personal development side, which we know like is directly linked to your business growth as well. And I was finding that while some things were clicking for me and some things like really worked for me like there are key pieces that just weren't working for me because it was like you said like a one-size-fits-all process and I knew that like that just couldn't be like the only way like there had to be like some way and so that's when I discovered well that wasn't my first like time discovering human design I discovered it like two years ago and I looked at my chart and I was like what the hell is this this is confusing this is not for me and I just like tucked it away and didn't really like think about it again and then it just like happened to like come back up across my path when I was kind of searching for more answers on how to really scale business in a way that's aligned for me, not trying to force myself to fit into this one size fits all strategy. And once I found it, it just like it instantly clicked. I instantly felt like I could see and understand myself on such a deeper level and things just started making so much sense. And I've just been like falling down the rabbit hole ever since with it, incorporated it into my business, saw how transformational it was for me. And now it's like a key core in my method with coaching that is just completely transformative no matter what you apply it to. I love that because 
I definitely think that in today's world on social media, there's so much information out there on how you can run a business, especially digitally, that it can be so overwhelming. Everyone's got this perfect strategy that's going to get you to 10K or 5K or whatever the arbitrary number is that they think you should have. Um, and I know personally, when I first came across it, like you're saying, I was drawn to it because of astrology. And that's kind of like, you'll explain a little bit better than I can what it truly is. But from my understanding, it was like combining some of astrology with these other aspects of what creates your energy. So how would you describe human design? Yeah, so you're on the right path. This is a combination of multiple different, um, like some people call it like the more ancient, like tools and modalities like you have astrology chakras um it also combines like quantum physics and the kabbalah system and like a bunch of different older ancient not just like spiritual systems and energetic systems but also mm -hmm. science to show you what your own energetic map is um is really like the basics but you can even like dissect it even deeper into like combining your past life energies with like your current life energies and it just depends on how deeply you want to go break it down but it really does combine all those systems that most of us especially in like the spiritual business space are already into anyways yeah. into like one whole system and it's a great way for you to like if you're into astrology if you're into the chakras and all that other stuff it's a great way for you to kind of combine it and help you understand how all of these things are all connected and working together I love that. It's all encompassing. And it's interesting that you say that it's very science-based because that's what I found. And I actually, I can't remember where I saw it, but I saw yesterday that somebody said the creator of uh, human design doesn't consider himself a spiritual person and considers himself to be a scientific person. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like giving that um, I want to say like that masculine stamp of approval, if you will, yeah. of, of um, look, this is actually, aside from being intuitive, it's incredibly logical when you see it yeah. all together. So what drew you to it? What made you, what made you say, okay, this, this is it. This is what I need to be following and not all of the other strategies that I see popping up. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like, and you're, and you're into the astrology, so you could probably pinpoint like what it is in my chart that like makes me like this. But ever since I was a kid, I have always just been like constantly searching for things that made me feel like I knew myself better, if that makes sense. And like, I was always into astrology, astrology, just like very like surface level. And then when I found like human design, I felt like it took it a step deeper because not only did it like encompass all these other things that we talked about, but it also helped me make more personal sense of my own astrology as well and yeah. so I felt like I hit the jackpot when it came to like just like finally knowing who I am and learning about myself and like learning about like what's the best way for me to do things because I was always very self-aware especially when I started um college and stuff like that and getting more into like the real world like that I just knew there was, like I said, no, it's not just like we all have to like force ourselves to do everything the same way. Like there has to be some sort of system to help people learn how to thrive in their own unique way. And when I started experimenting with it myself and just like 
the knowledge, the learning and everything just made so much sense. And I could connect with the ways I was as a child and just different experiences throughout my life and how like it can made so much sense in connection to like how I was meant to do things. Like I could see in the past where I like wasn't living my design. I could pinpoint specific situations that brought on conditioning and made me start to not live my design. And so just like it brought just everything together. And when I started using it in my business, and started like just seeing how the pressure just instantly came off of like from trying to force myself to do things a certain way to start to just do things according to my design and like just experiment with it and have fun with it just brought a, a whole new level of like fun and like just expansion in my business where I was like okay this is it like why would I go back to doing anything else and like the results came and I think like a a constant reminder for I think me and just a lot of people in general because it's it's a like constant experiment so you're always going to be experimenting and learning lessons and stuff it's like even if you're like five years into living your human design there's always going to be times where you kind of you know take two steps back or you like you know yeah. get conditioned or like you you unlock a new like layer of conditioning you didn't realize you had or you get triggered or um you're in like the shadow of one of your energy centers or something like that like every time I go through um lessons like that I can see now like okay this is again why the my design is like the perfect strategy for just in my business but other areas of my life and then like these like shadow phases are showing me like this is again just evidence that like the I'll just call it like the old paradigm way like where everyone has to fit it into one thing like it doesn't work because then you're trying to force yourself to do things a certain way and you're constantly going to be like running into a brick wall or just feeling like you're pushing a boulder up a hill or just it's gonna feel hard and not saying that like we should like avoid hard things because I think that's kind of like fits under the umbrella of like spiritual bypassing when we just like chalk up everything that's hard as like oh it's just out of alignment but it adds more ease onto things because like we are we're gonna have to do like hard and uncomfortable things especially when we're up leveling like there's no escaping that but being in alignment tells you how you can do it your own specific way that's going to bring on more ease instead of forcing yourself to do something that one is already hard if it's a hard thing but two it makes you feel miserable makes you not want to do it because yeah. you don't get results that way anyways and if you do they're going to be very surface level results they're not going to be consistent results um or that, that part yeah. that part is so true because I know for me since doing my reading with you I feel freer mm -hmm. I feel freer from that pressure of having to do certain things a certain way especially because I <laughs> almost went for a degree twice. I got into two different programs, dropped out of both of them just as they were starting because that entire institutional system for me was what was so ultimately now knowing my human design, especially so out of alignment, so out of alignment with my energy. And ultimately too, the things that I was interested in potentially studying were things that, yeah, they may have helped in some regard with what I do now. I was looking at um, psychology and mental health, and I got into both programs with honors. And I, I think at this point in my life now, I can see that 
I don't have to do it like that. I can still, I, I can learn about those things. I can apply those things to what I do, but especially moving forward, this new paradigm that we're building, the more of us that understand human design, the less of this strict institutional way of learning that there really is going to need to be, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that like really um, helps us understand too how like, like, because especially like in our society, like you said, like you attempted to go for like two degrees and stuff like our society is very much like there's one linear path to reach success, which usually means like once you finish grade school, then you either like go into a trade or you go to college. And it's very like, just I want to say stagnant because that whole like process does feel stagnant, not for everyone, because some people are designed to to really thrive in that situation. And honestly, a lot of our like structures when it comes to academics, career success, stuff like that mm. are built for manifestors because manifestors used to be the ones that were at the top. And for people like you and me who are sacral beings generators and manifesting generators, we were like the worker bees make it happen. But then it turned out that like all of us got like shuffled into this one system when it was only designed for like really one specific type to thrive and so now it's kind of helping us like see like okay we're not lazy or not procrastinators or we're not just like not ambitious and stuff like that based on what society would call us as productive or successful or ambitious based on this very one strict system it helps us really like almost like empower yourself that like, okay, like there's nothing wrong with me. Like the, the, my intuition was right all along because we were born living our design. Like we were born aligned to our design. We could get conditioning just from like all the years that we've grown up. And so your soul already knows how to live by design. It's just the conditioning and everything that you're putting on top of it that you're either not being aware of if you're just not aware of the system or like it does take time to like reverse a bunch of conditioning because a lot of us have been living a certain way for like 20 plus years. Yes. And some of us really, like you said, do better in typical normal societal situations, like going to school and getting a degree and following a narrow path. And, and your astrology does point to that. Your astrology points, points to that. And then the other aspects of your human design point to that too. Typically, um, I believe that it's your ninth house that is the house of higher education. I could be wrong because I think mine is empty, which would explain why I didn't pursue degrees and only went to college for a certification. But I think that that is something that is really worth exploring, understanding the types of, of why that may be. So let's let's kind of dive into that because you mentioned you're a generator. I'm a manifesting generator. To someone who is just listening to this, this is like, what? I don't know. I've never heard of this. What does that mean? I know for myself, when I first heard of this, um, I did it wrong. I inputted it myself wrong and I got generator, not manifesting generator. And I was like, I don't understand. I wrote a whole book on manifestation. It's got to be something else. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't seem like me. Then of course, finding out I was a manifesting generator, I was like, okay, this seems a little bit, this seems to make a little bit more sense, but obviously having the full reading with you mm-hmm. blew everything out of the park. And I was really able to see, like you said, kind of where the conditioning came in to make me believe that I only had to do one thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas it turns out manifesting generators are these like really multi-passionate, multi-dimensional 
beings that are meant to do many different things and not niche. So let, let's get into that a little bit more. I want to hear your yeah. definitions. Yeah. So the energy types are basically like the, um, honestly, energy types were just created as like a marketing like tool for them to copyright like human design. Um, your energy is made up from like the rest of your chart, but it's really easy, especially if you have like zero interest in like learning how to read a chart and all that stuff. And you just want to know it for yourself. Like then it's easier just to call yourself by your type. So we have reflectors, manifestors, projectors, manifesting generators and generators. And so these are kind of, this is kind of like your overall like aura. So you have generators and manifesting generators often get kind of like clumped in the same because Technically, manifesting generators are just a subtype of generator, but it's still different or it's still important to differentiate the two because there is like a, a big enough difference for them to operate a little bit differently from, from each other. So manifesting generators and generators are defined by their sacral center, which is what makes them a generator or manifesting generator. And they have a enveloping aura I always call them like the lucky ones of the human design types because they just like magnetize everything to them and their job is just to respond to the things that get magnetized to them in order to like make things happen is how they kind of like work um and then the difference making someone a manifesting generator is having that defined throat which is connected to a manifester which is kind of like the manifesting generator has a bit of that manifestor energy in them from that defined throat and the defined throat is your manifestation center in human design and so that's where that manifesting generator comes from because manifesting generators have more of that consistent energy in that manifestation center to like speak their speak things into existence and not saying that anyone who has an undefined throat like also can't speak things into existence it's just more of like that that power to initiate by informing and by verbalizing and then we have manifestors who are here to kind of be like the starters of everyone else to initiate things to get things started these are very much like a lot of the top top CEOs for the past like century have all been manifestors which is why like the whole like um like especially now that we're like moving out of like the old paradigm business and into new paradigm business now that we look back at how everything was old paradigm like the people at the top very much were that manifestor energy that like initiation that like get things going and then delegate the rest for everyone else to do aka like the generators and manifesting generation generators to actually do the work and then you have projectors who are here to be like i always call them like the the zazus from like lion king because they kind of just like they like fly around and they see like the bigger picture of everything going on and can help like redirect people and like path and like like make sure that like they're like not going off their path and like they can see things that other people can't and they can help people do things in a more efficient way and moving into like that new era that we're kind of moving into projectors are going to be the ones who are like the new CEOs of like the century not manifestors anymore because projectors are more needed to be able to like look at everything and tell people how to do things more efficiently and cut out all the extra fluff especially since like the past two years since like the whole 
work dynamic has drastically changed, there's obviously been like a call for we need to make things more efficient because people have like different priorities now than like how things used to be. So they have the bird's eye view. That's interesting because I've never looked at projectors that way. Yeah, projectors usually get like deemed as just like, especially with like Instagram and all like the memes and stuff with human design types, like projectors kind of just get deemed like the nap queens and stuff like that because they're not like energetic beings compared to like generators and manifesting generators, but they really are like the, the type that's able to see things that no one else can see and they each have their own unique special gift and then they are able to like, project their like unique gifts and their insight and perspective to help people kind of like do things a different way or see things a different way or just be more efficient overall that is definitely an interesting way of looking at it okay and then we have reflectors right yeah. So then we have reflectors and reflectors are super, super rare. They're only 1% of the population. And what makes them reflectors is they have no energy centers defined. All of their energy centers are undefined, um, which if you have energy centers undefined in your chart, it's those nine centers and they're white instead of colored in, which means that you're open, which means that you receive energy through those centers. So that's where we are very more like intuitive in those centers. We pick up on other people's energy and we reflect it back out to them. So as a reflector, they're picking up on all the energy in their environment, all the energy with people around them because they're picking up energy in every single one of those energy centers. And they reflect that energy back out to the community, the environment, the person, whatever it may be. And so reflectors are here to kind of be like, really in the center of our communities because then they can reflect back to everyone how we're doing and then we can understand where we like we can then see like how we're doing if we're blind to some of the things that we're doing and then how we need to shift and change things so they're kind of like the the like wise old sage of like the human design type that's interesting i'm very curious also just psychology thinking wise how that kind of plays in with some of these types like if maybe there's certain personality disorders that go with certain types or if there's certain elements that are stronger in certain types i don't that's something to that's something to explore yeah that definitely would be interesting that's something that i've definitely thought about before the only thing that i have ever um like the only like real theory that i've built on that is um that possibly like people who are manifesting generators or generators who have that defined sacral are more prone to having like ADD or ADHD or like when they were a kid diagnosed with that because it's like that constant, um, like the constant like continuous generation of energy. So that's why like kids in school, like you have to sit still in school for like eight hours. But like, if you have a defined sacral, like you literally can't just sit there for eight hours, like without being antsy. And so I have like a theory that like a lot of these kids, like especially in our generation where like, if you couldn't sit, sit still for like eight hours in school, then they just told you you had ADD and like put you on pills. Yeah, like really, you could have just been like a generator or a manifesting generator, which makes up the majority of the population anyway, those two energy types. So it wouldn't be surprising if like those two types end up being like more susceptible to being diagnosed with like ADHD or something like that. Actually, to that point, 
how do you think that parents or teachers can help kids when by knowing human design? I think it's really helpful in learning how people's different people's energy works in terms of just like their energy output throughout the day because like and we're seeing this too as just adults in the whole eight hour work day 40 hour work week type of situation like people just aren't built to like be on like that energetically all the time and the same goes for school and like I was even talking about this with someone on their reading yesterday we were talking about like parenting like even looking at the energy centers because not everyone is designed to constantly be like a go-getter and constantly have the get things started which is a big deal when it comes to like school projects and assignments and deadlines and stuff like that mm -hmm. so I think having like that understanding of how like your children are designed to operate teachers understanding how their students are designed to operate on like an energetic level day by day but also learning because our human design also tells us like how we best digest information what our best environments are for learning and, and all that type of stuff and so like having that as a tool would really help parents and teachers like cultivate individual environments to help kids thrive in their best way instead of like conforming them because like we talked about how like academia and like college and stuff is in like the narrow path like yes that is in alignment with some people's design like the school system when we're kids is also set up a very very specific way and while that does work for some people a lot of us received our conditioning through our most heavy conditioning through those school years in grade school because of the very like narrow way that was set up for us when it comes to learning and like growth that is very true and even just down to how many breaks a kid needs or a person needs in general um that varies from type to type because I know for sure that if you are a projector like you were saying and they are the type that needs to nap then they're going to get things done at a very different pace than someone who's a manifester that maybe can go all day yeah and the thing like really like people who like people who have a defined sacral so generators and manifesting generators really are the only ones who are designed to be able to output that level of energy for that amount of time but even then not every single generator or manifesting generator is going to like all be able to output that like for me for example i can't sit still for eight hours either like it has to be like a different way to like to do that and then like people who are like reflectors manifestors and projectors because they don't have that defined sacral they're not supposed to also sit there for eight hours a day and be like outputting that level of energy because they just don't have it um so i really think like understanding like your type but then also understanding the other aspects in your chart that incorporate that like for me for example i have an undefined root which is our center of like drive ambition getting things started so i don't have that constant pressure or drive to like constantly be working constantly be doing things constantly be like checking things off my to-do list or like working towards my goals like 24 7 to get things started and so that's not very like for someone like me especially in school like having those deadlines and that constant pressure to constantly be working or starting on something or a project like was not very productive for me or was not supportive of like how I meant to do things and what did you go to school for I'm curious yeah so I got my bachelor's in business and my master's in communications 
So that's quite a bit of school also. And yeah. it is very much something that you have to be very like locked in and motivated. Yeah, it was a bit like for me, like someone who, so I have, um, so I think like now that I know my human design and I kind of look back on like, how did I even make that work? Like when I had like being a generator, we can still use our energy towards things, even if they don't light us up, it's just, we're going to be miserable or it's going to drain our energy. So we're not going to have the energy to put it towards anything else. Um, having the undefined root meant that I would like start whole research papers, like the entire thing from start to finish, like the night before it was due. Um, but I also had a defined heart or ego, which is our center for willpower and motivation. So I think that definitely helped me like just have the willpower to consistently keep doing it, even if I was like waiting until the last minute. And then our variables, which are the four arrows that we have on the top of our chart, I have um, an active brain or like a consistency arrow and also the discipline arrow. So it's easier for me to just put my energy towards being consistent and disciplined rather than someone else. So sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking that things that really aren't in alignment are in alignment because we do have parts in our design that make us be able to do it. But it's more about once you can understand like the core of your design and how everything plays in, then you can figure out what's really in alignment for you and then use those different aspects of your chart to help you focus your energy on that rather than the shoulds of society or what you think you should be doing right and that comes down to um i believe you said it was like strategy authority um what were the other things so your energy type strategy authority and then you have your profile which is like your personality right. um, okay. and then you have like your energy centers which basically kind of tell you like where you're defined so where you have natural consistent energy and where you're undefined so where you're taking in energy which is also where we receive a lot of our conditioning. And then you have your variables, which are the arrows up top, which really help you understand like um, how you digest information, like how your environment, your strategizing, your like focus and perception and kind of more of those, how you best kind of like learn and work throughout the day and schedule and how consistent you are and stuff like that. And then we can go even deeper into like your gates, which are like all the different numbers that you like see in the chart, which are more of like your more specific gifts or the ones that are defined. And then your channels, which are like, when you look at your chart and you see all those lines, if you have two corresponding gates activated or defined, it'll create like a channel. So think of it as like a circuit board, pretty much that's like a wire of energy that's like going back and forth between those two energy centers. So that's more of like a, um, like I just call them like double gifts because you have both of those like consistently running between. So those you can focus on to understand like where you really have the most consistent energy running through your chart. And then you can bring in the astrology side where you can look at your planets and you can look at the gates that they activate and you can get even more specific into your gates and specifically the areas that you're meant to use or utilize these gates depending on like what planet is activating that gate. Got it. So it's interesting because the way that I see it is kind of like the gates are this transfer of energy. So it's almost like the aspects in astrology and then it, but it gets a little bit more specific because you're pulling in these other systems mm -hmm. so that you can really, when you do read someone's human design chart or you read it yourself, 
you can literally pinpoint exact gifts, whereas astrology tends to be a little bit more broad. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I find astrology is a little bit more it is, is broader than human design in the sense that I find human design to be more specific to genetics. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know why that is. Maybe you know. Um, so I, there's like whole subsections of like human design that people like focus on. And some people really focus on the genetic side of human design. Um, I can't remember exactly what she calls it. Cause I'm definitely not like a super sciencey person, but like she, right is it the gene keys no gene keys keys are like something different and it doesn't really have necessarily to do with like actual genes um I'm not like too well versed in like gene keys but it basically just is more about like your gates is basically what it is um so it's even like more condensed yeah so it's even like more condensed yeah um but I can't remember the, t- the like type of science that she does in conjunction with like human design, but it gets really specific down to like your amino acids and like all this other stuff. So like you could go like really, really scientific. Um, like I was thinking the other day, I was like, people could literally get like a PhD in human design. Like that's how deep and complex you could like go into it. Like you could get a PhD if you wanted to, especially if you really want to go like super deep into the the sciencey side and I always say it's like your personal quantum leaping like that because it's literally yeah. telling you your genetics and your your own quantum physics for how to like quantum leap your life um definitely I mean I think that this should almost be a part of the curriculum for teachers to literally become certified as a teacher mm-hmm. I think it would really like honestly like I think that would like change the game for like school and learning and just like how people I think it would give people a lot more direction I think it would it would completely stop people like from feeling like they have to go to college and like wasting a ton of money doing that and wasting a ton of years like I think it would give people a lot more clarity and it would just it would help people like thrive better and it would it help it would it would take away a lot of like the conditioning but of course like I feel like that's just something that's going to be much harder to actually put into action than that because then like obviously parents and family and stuff are involved and just because like teachers are teaching it doesn't mean that you're getting like the same support like at home from your parents so but I definitely think that's a start transfer yeah it could definitely be a start generationally it could transfer over time I really believe that eventually astrology and human design are going to be languages that we fully understand I don't know if it'll be within our lifetime I think it's going to take a lot to to see that happen within our lifetime there's already so many other things that are changing oh my god I know and what you were saying about like how astrology is a lot broader than human design like that's one of the things that really helped me uh understand my astrology even better as someone who's like not a super like studied astrologer anyone like that is like for me like uh astrology was helping me understand kind of like the overall energies of myself and then human design was um like more of like a tool for to put like practical app 
on like astrology because that's where I kind of found like a gap between like astrology and human design was okay like I understand these broader aspects of myself but how do you apply it into like an actionable step or like an actionable tool in terms of like day-to-day life and so like looking at the gates of like certain planets and stuff like that was uh like really helpful for me to learn how to take like my Mercury and Sagittarius and like exactly pinpoint the specific gifts that I have and how I can actually like utilize that and like my business or just everyday communication and stuff like that. Yeah. I do think like the two like for, and I've seen a lot more like astrologers and stuff kind of start combining the two as well, just because like they go hand in hand anyways. So I, you could probably go like way even deeper into like astrology with human design um and there's just like so much it's like a never-ending rabbit hole <laughs> I definitely feel like that because since you read my birth, uh, birth chart human design chart I'm starting to connect the dots back to my birth chart back to the astrology and it's so true you really can you can go on and on and on forever with this there's definitely there there's a PhD in the making to be to be made <laughs> um yeah, yeah. And, and you know too with the astrological standpoint like people get drawn to it because typically children as children we haven't been seen or heard or understood for who we are and then that's kind of what creates this funnel into learning about astrology and then learning about human design but what i often see especially on tiktok i see a lot of people confuse the zodiac marketing cosmopolitan that type of thing with the actual sacred divination tool that it really is and what i've also really noticed is that people don't understand that there is an enlightened side of it and then there's this ego side of it which i see very much so especially when you're saying with the defined and undefined if you want to relate it back to human design there's the defined part of the energy and then the undefined is what's created by the ego so a lot of the times um i find that people almost get into this self-limiting place of like, well, I'm just a Virgo, so I'm a perfectionist, or I'm just this, so I have to be like that. And when you use your human design in conjunction with understanding astrology from a higher standpoint, going deeper, you really can transcend that. So my question to you is, how do you bridge the ego and come into a higher self place with using human design Mm -hmm. so you have like you have your not self theme and then your self theme for like your energy type you have your your not self theme or what I call like the shadows of like your all of your energy centers whether defined or undefined um usually we experience our shadows a lot easier in our undefined centers but we can definitely experience them in our defined as well I find that with our defined centers we have more of like repressive versus reactive shadows um which I feel like reactive shadows are very much more like ego based shadows and repressive shadows are more like victim based kind of shadows and then we also see the same thing in the gates too where you have your shadows but you can have your reactive shadow or your repressive shadow and Gene Keys talks a lot more about like the shadows and the gifts and the like ascended kind of like phase of each gate and stuff like that too um 
but it's more just about like awareness. I think is like the biggest thing. Like I just call human design, like a one big, like self-awareness tool because like the shadows really just come from conditioning and that's all they come from. And like our ego and stuff like that, like you said. So it's really about like learning where those shadows are coming from and pinpointing how they are and just like healing those shadows and doing the behavioral and the identity work to shift into the more like heightened, enlightened, and um like being of the different gate or the energy center or the type okay so it, it's really that process of actually sitting down looking at those shadows with such clarity and mm -hmm. being able to say i know exactly where this comes from mm -hmm. that's very necessary yeah <laughs> It's like it's it's definitely a self-healing tool as well because you have to look at these things and see like okay I can see where I get like this and I can see where like the shadow pops up I can like you may be able to pinpoint like if there are certain triggers but learning how to work with it and learning to just like be now that you have this self-awareness so you're not just like an autopilot like living in these certain shadows and stuff like that you're aware so you know how to then like shift your energy you know how to change your behavior you know how to internally change your identity and your subconscious to be more in alignment with the with the enlightened side rather than just living in the shadow side. This is true upgrading of your DNA. It really is. Truly upgrading your DNA. It's literally how can I be the absolute best version of myself and be almost like the superhero level of, <laughs> of potential that is stagnant potentially within you based off of those conditions and that's kind of what like the gene keys gets into because the gene keys talks really more specifically about your gates and really about like the shadow and the light side of your gates and so basically the whole like just to put it in like a really generalized nutshell like the concept of gene keys is if you master all of your gene keys you master yourself and you become that like superhero, superhuman version of yourself. I love that. I get so excited by that. <laughs> I'm not wearing my Wonder Woman socks today, but I really, <laughs> I love it. And I think what you said too, about how like so many of us as kids like grew up and just like we're searching for an avenue to feel like heard and understood by like who we really are, like how like why it's gaining such traction because a lot of us didn't have that growing up and like you said like a lot of us like it kind of filtered us into astrology but we come from that age that was still very much like pop astrology so mm -hmm. like just like horoscopes for your sun sign and just like freaking out that now you're gonna have a bad day or just like saying that you're toxic because you're a Scorpio or whatever and like those internet memes are like funny and have their like you said things like like TikTok and just kind of the rise of this type of social media, there isn't the preface there for people to really un like make the different differentiation between like, this is just funny. It's not that serious. I don't need to take it on as my true identity versus like using it as like you said, a divination and empowerment tool. Exactly. And a lot of people just don't understand how ancient it truly is. Like mm -hmm. the chakra system is as old as dirt. <laughs> Astrology is literally older than all of anything <laughs> it's just that um 
it, yeah, it's the pop conditioning that kind of makes us go, oh, is this demonic? Is this really true? So what do you actually say to that? If anyone, has anyone ever come up to you and been like, this, this doesn't seem right. I shouldn't be going into that. Um, not really. Cause I think I just do a really good job at only attracting people, <laughs> at least in like my business who are into that. Of course I have like people in my personal life, like family and stuff. Um, especially cause I come from a very religious family. So like anything I do is just considered like demonic to them. Um, <laughs> and I don't even like try, uh, like I obviously have like my own opinions on all of that stuff, but I just like leave it as is. But like usually most people come to me with like an open mind. I've never really had anyone outside of just like family like question it or like, well, this doesn't work. I don't really know. And to me, I'm just kind of because some people just don't resonate with human design. Like that's just like some people just don't resonate with astrology. And I just don't see it as my job to like convince anybody. I'm just here to like lay out the information and let you like make an informed decision yourself or make an aligned decision yourself and I think that just like living just like being knowledgeable and sharing knowledge and then just like living by example and showing people how it changes my life is like a good enough testimonial to bring on the right people and then if there are people out there who are just never going to resonate with it in their entire lives like that's fine too. I completely agree with that. <laughs> like I, I never try to convince anymore. I'm really a huge believer in living by example. That's what true leadership is all about. That's why we're here. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those misconceptions too, do you find that like, do you find that the misconceptions about human design are logical or do you think that they're very like based on their actual conditioning when you look into their human design chart? Um, I don't know if it's more so on conditioning. It may just be more like societal conditioning because we, most of us did grow up in societies or cultures that like all of that kind of like woo woo stuff was like, you know, that's not like, you know, real and all that stuff, especially yeah. where I grew up. Like I grew up in like the Bible belt. So like everyone around here is like very like religious, like everything is like needs to be very Christian and all that other stuff. So like there's no room for that type of stuff in like the church or whatever. Um, so I think most of it just comes from like just that societal conditioning and then just a lack of understanding. I think that's really where a lot of it just comes from is because a lot of people, whether it's uh, like astrology or human design, they're usually just seeing like the pop stuff or especially with human design because it is so new, like it was only made in the 80s. So like it's still a baby compared to like astrology and all that other stuff. And it's just now gaining traction to the point where like, there's not even like a ton of like readily available, like resources on the internet and information. So it's harder for people to get that information and understand for themselves without having someone else teach them or explain it to them. And so I think just kind of the barrier to human design creates a lot of that misunderstanding. Um, so I think a lot of it just comes from like lack of knowledge and lack of education and that societal conditioning of just kind of like that gets put on all of like the, the quote unquote spiritual energetic stuff. Mm. And it's interesting because ultimately science will teach you that everything is energy. So it's almost, it, 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 it hmm. with, without me being too <laughs> blunt, I think in my opinion, you can take it or leave it, those who are listening, I think it's stupid to write off that energy is woo-woo. I think it's really, really 
dumb ultimately to write it off as woo-woo and not to see it for how powerful it can truly be. Um, and that's why having these conversations are so important to me because I don't want the world to be stupid. I want everyone to be as enlightened as possible. I want everyone to be able to access this and to become their best selves. Um, and it's interesting too, that when you get into understanding this, you, you can, you, you do understand, you begin to see the genius, you begin to see how all the dots are connected, but very few people are able to do that. And that's why it's so esoteric. And that's why it's so feared. Um, so with that being said, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you also, how human design kind of impacted your business? Mm -hmm when it comes to like divine feminine energy? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so your human design chart can also tell you where your feminine and masculine energies are because just like if you just take human design out of like feminine and masculine energy, the balance, like none of us are 50-50 most of the time anyways are meant to be 50-50. And so human design can kind of show you where you're meant to be more masculine and also where you're meant to be more feminine, like certain energy centers and certain gates hold more feminine energy, your undefined centers are that feminine energy, your defined centers are that masculine energy. And so learning about that helped me really tap into where I'm meant to embody my feminine energy instead of trying to emulate how someone else embodies their feminine energy, which I think is what I really struggled with because I am naturally more in like my masculine side, especially coming from like, like my business school and college was like majority males and their approach to business was like extremely masculine, like borderline toxic masculine, like very like hustle. And so I came from that kind of world. And so like my, like the biggest thing I probably worked on is like embodying more of that feminine energy and healing it and human design really helped me learn to look at like my undefined centers and where I can practice more of that feminine receiving energy in my business and like model that and example that and just lean into it um it showed me where I like have more feminine energy definition and like gates and stuff like that that I can like practice that I had previously been conditioned to like not rely on or not be in that energy and so it's really helped me learn how to embody feminine energy in my own way instead of how like I think sometimes on like the online space when we talk about like feminine energy in business like people sum it up to just like being very flowy and intuitive and you just like kind of you wake up at without an alarm clock and then you just feel into what you want to do that day and all this other stuff which like that is one way of doing it but that's not the only way to embody divine feminine energy in your business and your human design your human design chart can tell you how you're meant to embody not just your feminine energy but also your masculine energy and how that looks like balance specifically for you so like for me I do like more of the I do like space for like intuition and flow and stuff like that in my business but I also still need more structure because that's how I'm designed so that's been like a really helpful way for me to create my own version of divine feminine energy and in business instead of trying to regurgitate how someone else is doing it or saying that you should do it. 
So can you give me an example of like what those gates would look like? Like what, what would the names be or the type or whatnot? Yeah. So I would say the biggest one that I would tell people to look at just because this also has to do with abundance and money, which is something that like if you have a business, you're concerned about abundance and money is gate two. Um, so gate two is in the G center and then its corresponding gate is gate 14. So I actually have that channel. So it's gate 14 is like the masculine energy of like the provider, like working, like providing the resources and stuff like that. And the gate two is like the feminine energy of just receiving, allocating. Um, I, we talked about this in your reading, I think, as well. Um, and so I think like whether you have that gate or not defined, you can still work with it because it still plays a role in your human design and your feminine energy. And I think regardless, all of us can practice being in more of that like feminine receptive energy and playing and strengthening, strengthening in our belief that like we can receive without having to constantly be working and like trying to make things happen. So for me, that has been like the biggest thing that I have like worked on when it comes to feminine energy besides my undefined centers, especially because my south nodes activate too and so that's something that like I have really I was conditioned not to embody that energy growing up but now I'm relearning how to ground into that feminine receiving receiving materials receiving resources receiving abundance and money without having to overly be in my masculine and so that's been a really big thing for me and I think if anyone um resonates with not feeling safe and being in that feminine receptive mode, especially when it comes to money and abundance and being supported, whether it's supported by your business, the universe, your partner, like family, whatever that may be, look and see if you have gate two defined or undefined. And you can, if you want to get like even more specific and how it kind of plays into your, into your energy and everything, you can look at the, uh, the planet of it too, that activates it. That's really important. And also for those of you who don't understand what South Node energy is, it's basically your past life energy that you may have mastered. And then coming into this life, some of that, like Megan just said, um, can be very conditioned. You can be very conditioned to not follow that so that you can start to learn these other energies and start to embody that into this lifetime, into this incarnation. Um, I wanted to ask you actually more specifically about the nodes, the South and North nodes, and what that means when it comes to human design. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to like, when we start talking about like the planets in human design, just because like, I personally have been going through a journey of like working with my South and North nodes. And I think it's really helpful because as I've been like talking to more astrologers as well. Um, and like you said, there's a lot of like pop information on like astrology that's going even beyond like the sun sign. Cause like when we were growing up, it was just all about your sun sign and that was it. But now people are discovering that there's actually way more to it than that. And so I started to find out that like actually a lot of information that people were spreading about like your north nodes and stuff was actually an incorrect way of going about kind of like following the nodes and stuff. And so I personally like started to dive deeper into like my south node versus my north node and for me it just made so much sense on like why I felt like a constant struggle between the two different energies and so then looking at my human design chart and um 
you have conscious and unconscious placements in your human design chart. So if for anyone's listening, if you look up your chart, like on both sides, there'll be like two rows. So your conscious, which is on the right, is like the, where the planets were when you were born. And the row on the left is where the planets were on your design date, which is roughly like two to three months before you were burned, born. So it's when you're like, as they say, like your soul decided to like come into your body for this lifetime. So that's all kind of like the past energies that you have brought with you from like past lifetimes. Um, love that so, so much. like for me looking into like I knew that I had like north node Scorpio south node Taurus I was like what did, like I said like what does that mean it's so broad like how am I supposed to look at that and so looking at those two gates um being south node two and then north node gate one it helped me really understand like how can I like take this energy and it helped me really get specific on what type of energy in my south node do I need to ground into in order to freely ascend to this other specific energy for my north node. So I would say if you're having issues like just learning about the whole nodes and stuff like that or even knowing like what energy to really ground into before moving on, look at the gates that your south south node is in and also look at the gates as your north node but i think that it's going to be a lot easier to to lean into the gate of your north node when you like after you worked on grounding into that gate energy from your south node so working your way up to it yeah quite literally working your way up north yeah exactly because like you said a lot of us like we're we're born with like this mastered energy from our south node but then we get conditioning and then we like we forget basically like who we are so we have to kind of relearn that before we can freely ascend to embodying like the energy of our north node yeah it's like reconnecting with an old friend again yeah yeah my south node is in pisces and my north node is in virgo and i find those two energies i mean typically your south node and your north node are opposite on the chart so it's going to be very opposite energy and you're going to feel kind of like that polarity and being pulled one way and the other especially like you said scorpio and taurus that this is going to be a major year for you there that's a whole other thing that's a whole other <laughs> so, so i've been told by multiple astrologers and i'm like oh, i don't exactly know what that means but <laughs> well just just for anyone who does have a North Node uh, Taurus and South Node Scorpio, this year is going to be a big year for transformation and rebirth, um, especially with Taurus being very much related to the Tiger energy in the Lunar New Year. Um, just without going too deep, it's going to be a big transformation. It's going to be very much that Phoenix rising transformation and grounding more into your gifts that you're meant to share on Gaia, on Earth. Oh, yeah, I definitely feel that because like they yeah. say, there's always like a death before the rebirth. Yes. And I was like, yeah, definitely been like a lot of deaths going, ego deaths going around the past yeah. couple of months. And also Scorpio energy is very much like the, it rules the eighth house, which is all about these esoteric taboo subjects. So it's interesting. You kind of have already mastered some of that in your previous lifetime. And now you are kind of remembering it again and pulling it into this incarnation and into this lifetime. So it's beautiful to see. I love that so much. I also have a Scorpio and eighth house stellium. So I feel like I'm just very... <laughs> The energy is strong. The regeneration, yeah. 
my moon is in the eighth house. So I, I feel that too. And that's the beautiful thing of combining that also of understanding your astrology and your human design, because then you can see, okay, that's why I have a defined sacral sensor because I have this prominent placement in the house of sex and death and rebirth. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it, it lends itself to each other really, really well. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you just before we start to wrap up, how has this impacted some of your clients? How, what are the, some of the transformations have you, that you have seen as a result of sharing this information? Because it really is so new and powerful. Yeah. Um, gosh, like so many, I've had clients like completely change what they did were doing in business, like go from like being like a social media manager to being like uh, an alignment coach, like completely just like change their business. I've had people like just feel that liberation of like literally dropping everything they were doing in business, like strategy wise and creating like completely new rules for themselves, completely new strategies that like work. Um, I think the biggest thing across the board that I see is a lot of people no longer feel like they're working in their business. They feel like it's actually like a deeper alignment because at least for me, like as us being like spiritual entrepreneurs, I believe that our business is just an extension of our soul. And that shouldn't feel like, like there shouldn't be that whole like tug and pull like feeling if your business is supposed to just be like an extension of your soul like it shouldn't feel so forced you know what I mean and so I feel like it really helps people release that and learn how to create deeper alignment in their soul which then creates deeper alignment in their business and then it's a co-creation it's no longer the separate entity that you are like trying to force or make happen it's like this perfect co-creation and then I think the biggest thing too, especially because I'm all about like spiritual connection and connecting with your spirit guides and connecting with the universe and a lot of the more like mystical side of things. I think that like for my clients, at least in the way that I combine human design with that in business, that it creates such a deeper level of connection with the universe, a deeper, a deeper level of trust, a deeper level of like belief in surrendering to actually co-creating business instead of, and I feel like a lot of people, and like I definitely used to be this type of person too, of like creating this business with constantly like the mindset of like, am I doing this right? Or am I doing this wrong? Is this working? Is it not working? Like, oh, she's doing this. Should I be doing that? Oh, wait, this person just like is talking about this and people seem to really like it. Maybe I should be doing that. Like all those kind of things that we like think are like the norm of entrepreneurship. Business is like really redefining what entre being an entrepreneur, especially a spiritual entrepreneur, a new paradigm entrepreneur, a 5D entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. Like this really helps kind of solidify that connection and make that transition from 3D to 5D. It is literally the quantum leap. Like you say, you have that <laughs> masterclass I, I've taken and the, the word trust is the thing that, I want to fixate on because I know for myself at being the client that this is understanding it now has challenged me to trust it more. Mm -hmm. And as a result of trusting it more, I, I feel that fluidity in my business and in daily life as a result of it. So as a manifestation tool, just, just give me the biased answer on a scale of one to 10, how important is it really to understand it for manifesting? 
I think it depends. I think that there are people who naturally live their design and have no idea what human design is. And for okay. them, they don't need to understand it because they're already living their design. I mean, we see that, we probably see that all the time. Like people, it's just like, they seem like they just always get what they want. And it's just like, how? You don't even meditate. Like, what are you doing? Like some people just naturally like live their design, but other people, it's, and it just depends on person to person. It depends on the conditioning you have. It can, depends on how much conditioning you have. Um, it just depends like on how you've been doing things and how, whether that's really heavily based on conditioning or whether you've been doing things in an alignment. So for I think that a lot of us, like most of us don't go unscathed in our childhood without conditioning. So I think a lot of us at least need to have some level of information that's going to change the way we manifest. Like I have some people who, um, after we go over their energy type, it doesn't really make that much of a difference because they were already living their energy type pretty much. It just helps them shift their mindset because they didn't have the belief that they could be successful living their design. Um, so the confirmation is there. Yeah, so sometimes it's confirmation. Sometimes it's just confirmation to do that identity work to shift your identity um, to be in alignment with, I am that type of person who gets to be X, Y, Z and achieve or manifest whatever X, Y, Z. Sometimes it does include having to also make a behavioral shift. If you're actually like taking action in a way that's out of alignment, I think a big thing that, um, I see a lot of people experience, especially when it comes to manifestation is learning if you're a specific or non-specific manifester, depending on your, your era, which tells you if you're meant to manifest in a more specific way, or if you're meant to manifest in a more non-specific way. And so I see that kind of change the way a lot of people manifest if they were manifesting the wrong way, depending on how they were originally taught to like manifest things. That part is really important because I remember someone, this was actually how I ended up finding out about human design. Someone asked me, are you a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester? And I said, I think I'm specific, <laughs> which turns out by human design, I'm not. But they were like, oh no, like your human design will actually confirm this for you, which it has. And that's very true because when I thought that I was a specific manifester, I would manifest things specifically, but they wouldn't always be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's from the ego. It's from that conditioning. And that I would never, you know, I'm not ever going to discredit like my past work was done for a reason, but I've done a lot of videos and conversations and stuff about um, the different manifestation methods and for example manifesting specific people or or not specific or not manifesting specific people talking about all of that and now realizing that i'm a non-specific manifester i can see how some of those manifestation methods can really serve ego rather than higher self and when you are a non-specific manifester you are focusing on the feeling which means you're actually opening yourself up to more abundance because I know the conditioning for me was that I don't want to be non-specific mm -hmm. and I think that comes into like there's 
for some people who are non-specific because manifestation, at least like a lot of manifestation practices are heavily focused on like being specific. You have to know exactly what you want because like, oh, if you say you just want more money, then you find a, the universe gives you like a penny and that's more money and like stuff like that or like vision boards and everything. Like I think that there's people who are non-specific. There's a lack of trust that the universe is going to give you the thing that's going to fulfill the desired feeling. Yeah, that, that is exactly it. And that's what goes back to, I think it was, is it the response, like the satisfaction versus anger versus frustration? So each each design type, each energy type has their own um, like signature, which is the feeling that lets you know that you are in alignment with your design and then your not self, which is the feeling to let you know that you are not in alignment and that something needs to shift. And then that's when you can go into those gates and start to transmute those feelings so that you can access your higher self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. I love this entire subject so much. I feel like we could keep talking about this forever. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with me. Of course. Where did you do your certification for human design? Like, I know that there's more of that on the rise. Yeah. So I did... um, Zoe's my human design certification training but there's so many different ones out there um if someone I would say I mean there are some where you don't even need to do like a reader certification there are some people that have like courses um it just depends on like what your goal is with human design just depending on like how far you want to go into if you're going to actually make an investment um there are like books there's a lot of well, not really on like the internet because it's still, it's like a minefield trying to like navigate your way through like the, the human design internet. But um, that was a really great resource, especially if anyone's interested in wanting to either incorporate it in like the work they do with clients or they want to become a reader and offer readings. Like that's a really good um, way. And I always suggest anyone who wants to do it like that, like get a reader certification it's completely different what you're going, not completely different, but like the, the level of understanding is completely different than what you're going to find like in memes or like on the internet. The internet when it comes to this is like 2002. <laughs> it really is. Like, I feel like I'm like logging back on to like dial up and like searching, like <laughs> yeah, we're 20 years back when it comes to human design on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Well, I mean, that being said, there's a lot of opportunity for people to start to contribute that and start writing about that. So the more that we understand this, the better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything else that you would like to share before we wrap up? Anything that you would like to offer to the listeners or anywhere that they can find you so they can work with you and connect with you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at megansen.com. It's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-S-E-N-N. And all of my offers now have some level of human design in them. So it's just depending on what you want to focus on and what you want to invest in. Um, I have a ton of like human design content on my Instagram and like way more human design content coming. Um so you can find me on there, reach out to me, book a reading, 
you know, ask me which offers are great for which part of human design. I'm like, my DMs are always open to answer any questions that people have and direct people in the best path because it can be confusing. I was one of those people once. Yes. And especially when you have multiple offers, which is wonderful because it makes you more accessible. So I love that. Thank you so much for spending time with me, Megan. I hope that you'll come back soon and talk some more. And thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you did enjoy this type of content, make sure to give it a like and subscribe and comment for more. See you next time. Stay golden.